Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Lore Sports proudly brings to you the best racing podcast in the world. Now, here's your host, Lauren Leach, the color guy, Mark Allen, the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast. Hey, Loose Lug Nation! Welcome to episode 109 of the Loose Lugs Racing Podcast, sponsored by the Corp Racing. Thank you, Tim, for all that you do for us. We appreciate it so much. Also, thank you to Chris for that intro, as always. Mark, when I think of the 09 or the number 9, I think of Terry Van Royce to start. Uh, what a big loss in the community when he passed away last year. Um, still miss him. Every day, really missed him at the racetrack this year, man. Man, I tell you, he has a bunch of trophies. They keep giving them away to the kids every week, man. He won a lot out there, man. Yeah, he is sorely missed. Absolutely. Uh, Greg Wiegert, um, also uh, in the 09 or the 9. Uh, Kyle Kelmus in the 9. We forgot to mention Kyle's uh, son, Mason, who raced the sport truck in the 08. So I wanted to mention Mason as well here. Uh, Kelsey Weddlestat, uh, she just got married. Remember Kelsey Hayes, uh, she was previously was the 09 race at WIR actually in the, uh, pavement pounder races and the quarter mile late models uh, a few times. Also Emery Beatty, um, they kind of team drove there, but Emery was kind of always the, the 09, uh, Beatty out there. Mm -hmm. Of course, your favorite back in the day, Bill Elliott, Casey Kane, Roy Tyner, Chase Elliott, Marcus Ambrose when he drove for Petty in that number nine before Hendrick took it back for Chase. Uh, Lake Speed back in the day. I remember growing up, that was the first uh, kind of number nine that I remember. Him and Bill Elliott kind of are kind of the first number nines I remember. Jordan Fisher used to race the Wisconsin Sport Truck at WIR. Uh, Rockstar wrestler Becky with the backward and forward bus there. How could you forget about him? And then uh, Brazen Bennett also in the number nine. Who do you got, buddy? I was wondering if you're gonna get brazen. He was number one on my list, dude. And all of a sudden, just like, are you gonna catch that or not? So, um, yeah. How about Derek Krause? There, there's one. I don't think you got on that one. Jerry Brickner. You know, he runs around up in Wausau, Marshfield area, up that way. Hey, I got a new one for you. He ain't even a number nine just yet, but he will be. How about Grant Enfinger? He's gonna be in a number nine, nine this year with McAnally. With the CR7 team. Uh, uh, yeah, they're going to be teaming up, but that's actually Cordy, or excuse me, Cody Rohrbaugh, uh racing uh, there, which they're going to have an alliance with Mac and Ellie Higgleman, but that's Cody Rohrbar. So, yeah, uh, that's a number nine for you. That's a pre abbreviated as a CR7 car, right? Cody Rohrbar? Okay. So that, that, that puzzle piece fits. Hey, how about the gentle giant, man? How about uh, Dennis Lampman? Um, his son Tim, you know, he's been up here down in down in uh, Slinger area and other tracks. Hey, man, here's a question for you. How about Jeff Chiquette? Remember him? Yeah, you know, he was the hottest thing coming out of Florida, and all of a sudden, he just fell right off the face of the earth. <laughs> we haven't seen him around at all. Um, for you old timers, how about Whitey Harris? There's one that goes back. Larry Richards. You know, down at Oshkosh, I think there was like 17 features, and he won all 17 of them. Um, he had a little bit of a medical deal that was going on. I haven't heard how he's doing. Hoping, hoping Larry Richards is doing really well. So, yeah, there's my nines, man, once again. Oh, and we can't forget about our favorite number nine. They won us a Super Bowl. Remember him? He was the backup to Brett Favre. So... <laughs> Um, McMahon, Jim, Jim McMahon, number nine, he got a free Super Bowl ring for doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> so, a lot of uh, people growing up would have that trivia uh, how many Super Bowls Jim, does Jim McMahon have? And a lot of people would say one because they remember the 1985 Bears, but he has two because he was the backup in 1996 brett Favre and the green bay packers so that is yeah, nobody nobody played because brett Favre. he he took the ball and he never let anybody else play so <laughs> <laughs> uh there's a ton of number nines uh for sure again with these single digits here um you know there's actually another number nine 
uh, and we're going to bring him on here. Ty Majeski, if you remember when he started, he was number nine, big Casey Kane fan. There was a qualifying thing, and he actually added the one to the nine, which is how he became number 91. So kind of a fun fact there. So uh, anyway, let's uh, let's bring him on. Let's go to the hotline. All right, let's do it. Let's go. All right, Ty, thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, two-time Snowball Derby champion. How does that sound, man? Yeah, it's uh, pretty surreal. We're, you know, a couple weeks after now. It's uh, pretty cool to go back and, and think about, you know, uh, obviously it's, it's hard enough to win one. Uh, we've figured out a lot of different ways to lose the race. And, um, yeah, it, this, this year was kind of paid me back a little bit for at least one of them. So um, it's funny how sometimes the universe has a way of uh, evening itself out. So obviously we had a great car. We were in position to win. I uh, had the best car um, probably on the long run um, at, at the snowball this year. Just didn't quite have the, the short, the, the, I guess, call it uh, zero to 20 lap speed. But after 20 laps, uh, things would start to even out. And then after, you know, 35 or 40, we were uh, most certainly the best car each run of the race, in my opinion. So, uh, of course, it came down to short runs and um, thought, you know, we had a chance still. Um, I, I feel like we're probably the second or third best car on a short run. And uh, circumstances just uh, just played out in my favor this year. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to focus on that uh, Bubba Pollard, Stephen Nassie incident, and, and some may say um, that they were the ones to win and, and you were kind of in the right place at the right time. But if you remember prior to the caution where Luke Fenhaus, um spun off the bumper of Eric Jones, you were teeing up Stephen Nassie there. So it looked like if that thing goes to the end, you're going to win anyway. So things kind of worked out anyway for you. Yeah, 100%. Um, I was... I let a little bit of that run, and then Nasty got by me, uh, which he was just, just a little bit better on the short run, and he was starting to get loose in. His car was starting to give out, and uh, yeah, I mean, we we're 26, 27 to go, and um, I had run him back down and was pretty much, you know, within a car length or two of him, and uh, yeah, uh, pretty confident that, you know, obviously it's hard to say, uh, but definitely had him right where I wanted him at that point of the race, and uh, of course it can't ever be that easy. Yellow comes out. <laughs> you know, snowball is, is interesting because it, it's always, there's always long runs. Uh, however, when you get down to it, nine out of 10 times, it is a short 20, under 20 lap dash to the end. So you have to have a good enough car on the long run to, to have track position for the 20 lap dash at the end. So um, tough race. Hard to have your car good in both areas, for sure. Uh, this year, I thought we did a good job of managing that. Like I said, um, we're you know the strongest car in the long run, which typically is has not been our strong suit over the course of the last uh, probably two years. Um, but uh, yeah, we hit on it this 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 year down there and um, had a good long run car. Hey, Ty, good to have you on here, man. Talk to you once again. Hey, man, I want to talk to you about how you did that battle on the outside for what was it, like eight laps, man. What a grueling. I tell you what, do you, you know, when you go into turn one and that wall is right there, I mean, it's a fine line of how much room you can give the guy on the inside. Apparently, Nassie uh, <laughs> didn't give enough to Pollard, but explain how that battle goes and how you can hang on on that outside, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, when you fire off typically on, on sticker tires, everybody is fighting, you know, a tight race car until the air pressures come up, uh, the stagger opens up to where you need it, right? So everybody's fighting, you know, a snug condition at that time, and I was able to, to, to keep the top rolling. Um, yeah, you know, you're, you're just, after experience, you're just pretty much used to, out of your peripheral vision, how close you are to the wall. Um, obviously he was, he was giving me just enough room. There was probably a couple inches between, you know, my right side and the wall and a couple inches between my left side and, and, uh, and his right side. So, uh, but he was doing it. Obviously that's what you need to do. You need to take up all the room you can get, maximize your arc into the corner if you're on the bottom and, uh, and you're trying to arc that guy on the outside of you out. Right. So yeah, a lot of mind games going into a race like that. Um, 
you know, those final eight laps. Uh, there was a time, I don't know if it was two or three laps into me being on the outside. Um, you know, there was a, there was a, a time where Bubba Pollard did not have the hole filled yet. And, uh, and I was trying to get down to, uh, to, to pull a crossover on him and, uh, he lifted. So I couldn't do that. So he decided that he wanted to keep me on the outside have Bubba Pollard fill the hole. And, um, and that's the choice he made, right? So at that point, I was committed to um, trying to pass him on the outside. And once he finally uh, took a little bit more room in the turn one, there was he doored me just a little bit, enough to get me up the racetrack, um, a, a little bit in the marbles, and Bubba was able to fill the gap. And and once Bubba filled the gap, I knew my best shot at winning the race was to let Bubba go. So. Um, Nasty cleared me out of two. Bubba got um, underneath me at the same time, and I let Bubba go in the center of three and four. I knew at the, at the time if, if I raised Bubba on the outside, it was going to allow Nasty to get away, and that was probably um, that, that threw away my chance at winning. So I let Bubba go. He was able to get right to Nasty. My plan in doing that was hopefully he was going to get um, under Nasty, and I was going to follow him through. And then Bubba and I were going to race it out. I thought that was my best chance at winning at the time versus racing Bubba and letting Nasty get out. So that's what happened. And uh, I let him go. And um, obviously something even better happened. They wrecked each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I inherited the lead with a, a substantially better car than the rest of the competition the rest of the race or, or, or previous to that. So I, I felt pretty pretty good um, when that happened. And um, obviously anything can happen, so I'd hit the restart right, uh, with Gio on the outside of me. Didn't feel like I executed that great, but, uh, it was good enough to win. Yeah, I was just gonna hop on and, and talk about that restart there, because Gio hung with you for half to three quarters of a, of a lap there. Um, what's something looking back that maybe you could do better, because you just alluded to you didn't hit it maybe just exactly how you wanted to? too aggressive with my initial throttle input um i just when i hit the throttle it just kind of cocked the car just a little bit and um you know when he when he hears me fire um he's going and when i fired i had to hesitate a little bit to um get traction back and um just that little bit made, makes the restart even right so um if i fire cleanly i'm probably able to clear him by the time i get to turn one uh but like i said it's it's always hard to to gauge where the grip level is at when the tires aren't brand, brand new. Um, you're, it's a little bit of a guessing game. So he did a good job executing. Um, like I said, I feel like I could have done a little bit better job at having that restart be a little bit cleaner. Um, but like I said, I was good enough when I was able to roll the center, wrap the line through one and two, I was able to clear him off of two. And um, he stuck with me through three and four. Thankfully there wasn't, you know, there was a few laps to go. So, um, when he was on my bumper, the you know the, the sense of, the sense of urgency was high, but not high enough for him to just lay the bumper to me right away. And I was able to get through one and two the next lap cleanly and gap them by a few car lengths, and that was pretty much the race. After the race, obviously on the front stretch, victory lane uh, elated. You seem to take this one in a little bit more than the first one, and you can tell me if I'm correct on that. I was just watching your interview, looking at your expressions. It seemed like you were letting this one soak in a little more than the first one. The first one, when you won, you probably should have a few of them to that point. It was kind of relief, it seemed like. How was this one different from the first one? Yeah, I mean, you know, just having done it before, it, it's so hard to win one of them, let alone two. Uh, I was just really proud of the race just the whole race team and and how far we've come um you know i was pretty vocal about it. i didn't think our program was great last year i uh, was able to run the whole asa stars tour and uh and make our race cards better we've i feel like we're where we need to be where we want to be um you know the days of us of anybody for that matter going out and, and dominating a race are really a, a, a lot of times over. It's hard to do that anymore. Um, like, you know, we really hit on a great package in 19. And, you know, we, it, you know, a lot of those races were just ridiculous. And um, it's, it's not like that anymore. So 
I feel like this year we, we had a true chance to win almost every race we competed in. And, um, you know, under right circumstances, could have won um, a great majority of them. And, you know, we're in really good position to win Toledo, in position to good in, in to win Winchester, Oktoberfest, uh, Bradington, the list goes on and on. You know, I felt, I feel really good about where our program is at. So I was just proud to see uh, all, you know, all those almost finally come together. Um, I trade them, I trade all of those any day for, uh, for a snowball win. So uh, just really proud of the team. Uh, it was cool to bring uh, an older car back down there and see it run good. Uh, to have Brad Manson there, uh, that car is owned by him. Uh, obviously, our team is still owned by Todd Nagel, uh, but uh, Brad still specifically owns that car. Uh, so it was just cool to have, you know, really everybody that has been a part of our team uh, from the beginning uh, down there all at one time, and uh, it was cool to get a, another huge win. Hey, man, we were going to talk to you about two weeks ago, and I thought to myself about that, that Stars Tour when it, they came out with the schedule, and it sure isn't very Midwest-friendly, uh, and I kind of thought to myself, gee, I wonder if Ty was going to defend his title, and uh, you kind of answered the question that you're not going to, you're not, uh, I wouldn't say interested, but you're not going to run the full Star Series this year, are you? Yeah, you're just going to see all this. Some of the other scheduling shakes out. There's some, you know, rumors going around with, around SRL uh, them having some some additional races. Uh, so we're just going to have to see how it shakes out. There might be a world where um, my number runs and tries to defend the owners' championship, but it's going to be hard for me physically to be uh, at all the races next year. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we're in some discussions. Um, on how to make some of those things happen. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say most likely scenario is us probably not being able to defend or myself not being able to defend the driver's championship. So uh, we get through the first three races, and it becomes a little bit easier. Uh, the farthest race after the third race is uh, is Nashville, uh, which is eight or nine hours. So they're all, um, you know, pretty Midwest-based. So we just got to play it by ear. I'd love, to, I'd love a chance to defend it, obviously, but... I uh, just got to make sure we're taking care of the uh, the truck, the truck stuff, and um, and everything else going on. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Play it by ear. Uh, but regardless, it'll be you know a pretty normal super late model schedule for me next year. Uh, should be around you know fifteen to eighteen races. Hey, speaking of the the truck thing, uh, usually Thor Sport is kind of near the start of February to actually say something out in the media about the team and and how it's going to look. It, come, it came out already at the open house that you just had a week ago. Um, you're going to be returning, which was expected. Um, the team is out there. You're going to be a second year with Ford. Uh, so everything seems to be lined up already and preparing for 2024. Yeah, we're, we're as far ahead as as, um, as we've been since I've been with Thor Sport. So um, when we transitioned from uh, 2020 uh, to 2021, they were going from Ford uh, to Toyota. So we're changing over all the noses and tails. And then um, from 21 to 22, it was still Toyota, but we were going to uh, updated Toyota nose. So again, all the noses and tails were coming off all the trucks. And, uh, and then of course, last year going from Toyota to Ford, again, changing all the noses and tails over. So uh, that sets us behind a long, long way. Um, so this, you know, we, we've got our Daytona truck is through the body shop on the ground, um, pretty close to being assembled, um, already. And it's before, um, you know, before the, the holidays that has not even close to have been the case the last, uh, two or three years. So, um, you know, this obviously returning with Ford, no nose and tails updates. So, uh, the body shop. Um, body hanging department's doing a great job downstairs and, uh, we're getting these trucks hammered out and, uh, just trying to fill some spots some personnel, uh, spots that we have open and, um, but things are looking pretty good for, for 2024. Hey, I just spoke about that, uh, open house, uh, a little bit there. Seemed like that was an absolutely awesome turnout down there at Thor Sport. Uh, Mark and I have both talked the last few years that we need to make it down there uh, for a tour and, and to see that place ourselves. How was that open house? Yeah, open house was great. We had our late model there uh, for winning the SA championship. That was a pretty neat season for uh, for Duke and Rhonda. Uh, they sponsor a uh, IMSA 
car and they won the championship. They also sponsor a top fuel um, with uh, with uh, Doug Coletta. They won the championship this year and of course Ben Rhodes. So everything that Duke had a part of in assisting this year uh, won a championship. So it was cool to have all four vehicles on hand uh, for that. Uh, obviously a great turnout. Uh, I think we had, you know, a few thousand people come in through the door, which is an unbelievable turnout. The place was pretty much shoulder to shoulder and it's, it's not a small place either uh, for about four hours. So great turnout. Great to see everybody and, and get back to the community a little bit and um, have everybody come in and check out what we do. Hey buddy, I've been uh, paying attention to this new thing that's coming out with the Hoosier tire. This Hoosier tire is coming out and I understand you got a, uh, you got the pulse on this and you might have some information. What do you know about this new Hoosier national tire that's coming out? Yeah, so basically Hoosier is going to three compounds uh, throughout the entire country. So there's going to be the ST1, which is going to be a left side, and then uh, ST2, which will be a right, and then ST3, which will be uh, a harder compound right. So uh, the tires are supposed to mimic um, the former tire that we had up in Wisconsin the last few years. Um, obviously, things change, right? It's probably not going to be identical. Um, but it's, um, you know, made off of, off of that baseline. So, um, excited about that. You know, not having to chase different tire compounds at different parts of the country. We should all pretty much be on the ST1s on the left and ST2s on the right. And, um, when we go to places like Winchester and Milwaukee, we'll have ST3s on the right. So, um, I think it'll be a good thing for everybody, right? Getting on a similar tire. Uh, they're only going to make a certain amount of, sizes for each um compound so just a very limited you know it work, it works great for hoosier because they can mass produce uh the same tire they don't have to worry about you know creating you know 1070s and you know 3035 and 3045s and f45s and f50s and f55s and F80s, <laughs> right the list goes on and on of these tire compounds so um it'll be good for them to get more centralized in what they're doing and Hopefully, will help uh, their quality control. Not that it's bad, uh, but we'll just help their manufacturing processes and making sure uh, the tires are getting the proper amount of um, of aging, and um, which um, creates more consistency for them and creates less tire issues for them, and uh, makes it easier for us to travel to different series and not have to buy different compounds of tires. Wow, Ty, that's a, that's a good answer, man, all the way across. Hey, I got another rumor that I heard that, uh, you know, you're the kind of guy that likes to check the boxes, and there's something that you ain't got out there is a red, white, and blue championship. Are you interested in showing up around here and probably try to see if you can get that? Yeah, there's a little birdie flying out there that's been tweeting everybody about that. So, I, yeah, I, um, yeah um, that, that has been a rumor that I have heard for sure. Um, so yeah, I'd love, uh, love a chance at, at, at doing that next year. I think we have a good opportunity with, uh, with a guy who's got some Toby cars, um, that's been up in Kakana for a long time, raced locally there. So, um, working on a couple of things with, uh, with a different driver as well for up there. So like what we got going on and, um, hopefully that'll all be announced soon. But yeah, looking forward to hopefully getting up there and trying to, finally capture a, a red, white, and blue. I, uh, I want to talk about the red, white, and blue uh, real quick before I hand it off to Mark here. Um, man, you have been close to that red, white, and blue. I remember walking up to you one time, and um, all you had to do is basically finish mid-pack, and an oil line came off. The red, white, and blue state championship series, for some reason, has just snake bitten you. Yeah, it really has, and it's you know, it's, it's more pride than anything, right? There's no, there's no prize or winnings or anything. It's just kind of a home track, hometown, right? Pride deal. And it's, it's always eluded me back. Even with Mike Butts, we had a really good chance to win it going into the last night. And, uh, we ended up third. Um, so yeah, it's just always been something, uh, 2014, uh, was the year that you're alluding to, um, was running fifth in, in, in it was between Lowell and I, and he had had a poor qualifying effort that night. We really pretty much needed to um, finish the race. And of course, we couldn't do that. Um, yeah, blew, blew up. Um, 
you know, mid, mid, mid race into that race. And, um, 2015, we had an upper control arm mount break, uh, in contention to win that year. Uh, I don't think we ran it in 16. I know we tried again and, um, it would have been 19. Uh, the second night we got in a wreck in turn one. Um, and I, I think we won like five blue races in a row and always looted us. So, um, yeah, it's just been one of those deals. It's, it's a tough little series because you can't have a bad night in only a, in only a three race series. There's going to be somebody that puts together, um, pretty good, a pretty good three night span. And so you, you can't, you can't have an off night or you can't have a mechanical issue. Otherwise it just takes you out of it. So, um, just, yeah, it's always been something in that series. So, uh, I think we have a good opportunity to, uh, to hopefully capture that this year. Hey, I see down in Milwaukee on the 19th of January, you're going to be down at a hockey game with Luke Fenhouse. Uh, you go bring the car out and drift around the hockey link there a little bit there, buddy. <laughs> Well, yeah, only if only if they put up some money. Luke, Luke versus me on the ice. I think that'd be a good show. <laughs> a little, a little uh, grudge match or um, match races like McCarns did back in the day. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm not looking forward to it though. Um, Duke is a is a big hockey fan. I believe the Milwaukee uh, team is a, uh, um, I guess a minor league uh, for uh, for the um, Nashville team. So yes. um, Duke is involved in the Nashville team. Um, they have season tickets there. Uh, their daughter Allison lives uh, in the Nashville area and has season tickets down there. So he's a huge hockey fan. So it'd be cool to uh, to go down there and uh, and support the local hockey team. So um, yeah, the Milwaukee Admirals they're part of the Nashville Predators uh, system. I am always conflicted because I always like the home team, but I became a San Jose Sharks fan. <laughs> because of Kelsey being a Badger, so when I I actually got to go see the Admirals versus the Barracuda, and I was like, I think I'm going to be pretty split. But when I got there, the Sharks fandom and me just just took over. But um, that's cool. Uh, hockey is great. I like all sports. I announced for uh, the Depure Deacons for many years, so that's cool that you and Luke are going to be able to experience some hockey. And I tell you what, that AHL, a lot of those players go back and forth between NHL and AHL, and they got a ton of talent there. That's some good hockey. It should be great. It uh, should be a good event. I'm excited for it. Hey, I want to end on uh, something uh, here. Just a, a few questions here. Um, what do you got planned for Christmas? What's your favorite uh, Christmas uh, tradition thing? And what's the favorite Christmas gift that you got as a kid? Oh, man, that's a that's a great question. Um, yeah, we just get together with, um, you know, Allie's side of the family and, and, uh, and my side as well. Usually hers is um you know hers is on uh, christmas eve and ours is christmas day uh it's been tough for us to make it to everything the last few years we've been so busy with traveling and we've been in carolina so um but yeah typically that's what we do um uh what we've done for years so um it's just nice to get home and spend some time with the family i'm actually on my way back from floor sport now at a couple engineering interviews so um trying to make it so I don't have to be my own engineer next year trying to get some guys in there. So, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been busy, you know, yeah, ever since snowball, um, I thought it was going to be off season, but then we had to go to PRI and had to do the, uh, the, the, uh, ASA banquet, um, and had to do the open house at Thor sport. And now I'm, uh, was here again this week for some engineering interviews. And after the 4th of July or the 4th of July, uh, after the first, after the, um, new year's will be, I'll be back in Ohio to do um, a Ford event that they're going to have for the championship celebration uh, in Sandusky. So, um, yeah, I just never ends. I'm just going through my weekends. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much busy right up to Daytona. So, uh, there really, even though it's off season, there really is uh, no such thing as an off season. So, it's uh, always, always on the road. And uh, did you have a favorite gift that you got as a kid or something that you really wanted that you never got? Yeah, I would say there's one. I, I was really little, and there was this orange dump truck that I was just obsessed over for uh, whatever reason from Fleet Farm. And I was just, I was probably, I don't know, four, five, six years old. I just wanted this orange dump truck. And for some reason, it's just tattooed in my memory 
I'll never forget that thing. I was so excited when I finally got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I ended up asking Luke. We had him on a few weeks ago, and mine was a bike. I wanted a bike for a long time, even though we couldn't use it in winter, right, up here? And sure, that's, yeah. That's why I think my mom never got it is because you had to wait six months to – to use it but if one year i finally got a bike and i was just ecstatic <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> well hey man uh we'll let you go we appreciate the time as always congratulations on the second snowball man and in, in a great year we appreciate it and uh we'll have you on before you get down to daytona how about that yeah sounds good guys i appreciate it yeah, hey, hey, slow down, man, for the holidays and enjoy it, man. You got you're you're living in the fast lane. So, hey, your whole family and everybody, man, wish them all a happy uh, Merry Christmas, man, and we'll see you after afterwards, everybody. Hey, you guys, as well, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, man. Mark, talking to Ty, always uh, good to have him on here. Throws out a lot of information. Uh, man, but a big congratulations on that second snowball. We talked about it a few weeks ago about the uh, history that he's involved there. Only 12th driver to win multiple snowball derbies. So uh, incredible feat for him. You know, I got a GoPro camera that was taken with that battle between those two or those three, you know, and when you sit and you watch that and he's, and he's talking, we're playing mind games, <laughs> you know, a high-speed chess game. And it's just amazing how much talent them guys have got, you know. A win, lose, or draw, man. They're the best, the best of the best, man. And it's just, um, wow, it's just amazing what they can do. It It's amazing. It, you look at that, and Austin, you get some of the views that you and I have gotten over the last few years, like turn three and four last year at Oktoberfest, and seeing how tucked up those drivers are to each other and that it's synchronized and even one little split second late on brakes late on throttle and it all is ruined and it doesn't happen very often uh incredible it's dancing with cars is what you're doing dancing with high speed cars going around in circles now how tough is that but they they do it man and that's what just makes you like just be in awe when you watch their talent when it flows like that for sure. Uh, well, we look forward to seeing uh, him in the next few weeks or talking to him in the, in the next few weeks before he gets down to Daytona. We're, uh, we're not super far away, man. There's, he was saying there's really no off season. I mean, we're a month into the off season and we're only what, eight weeks out. Not even. Yep. You know, all of a sudden, you, every year we always around here locally, all of a sudden it gets to be about May 1st, and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, you know, it sneaks up on you. So it goes fast. You know, hey, man, we're we're looking at Christmas, man, getting through the holidays here. Things will ramp up. Yep, things will ramp up soon. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks to Ty for always giving us the time there. Um Mark, let's uh, switch into some news. We got a bunch of news over the last uh, two weeks here. Uh, it was final, fi- finally finalized that A.J. Umdinger is going back to the Xfinity Series for the full year. He's going to do select cup races as well with Colleague, uh, including the Daytona 500. Yeah, they were talking might be in the 13 car, but that's that's the other Colleague car. But they came up and said this week that he's in the 16 car, um, I understand he's going to run 13 races, um, selected races. I'm sure most of them will be road course, but uh, yeah, AJ is uh, he'll be entering the 500. Yep. Uh, talk about this. Tony Stewart is going to run a full NHRA top fuel season. His wife, Leah Pruitt, was running that. She steps out of the car, and it, this was her idea uh, because she wants to start a family. So uh, how about that? Tony Stewart going to run a full NHRA top fuel season. Uh, if anyone can do it, I, I guess it's him, man. You can't start a family at 300 miles an hour? Well, I, I guess not. That's probably a good idea to step out of there. But Tony Stewart, up in age like that and want to go fire off in these rockets like that? All right, man. You go, Tony. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Uh, Anthony Alfredo will drive in Xfinity's for our motorsports in 2024. The team will also change numbers from the 02 to the number five. He'll also be in the cup in the, uh, the 62 bearded oil 
car and, and the 62 car only going to run the first Daytona and Talladega. They're scheduled to run four races. Yep. Uh, Tyler Ankrum was announced to drive the full truck season for McNally Hagelman racing. They will have the number 18 truck for Ankrum with Mark Hillman as the crew chief. Uh, Ankrum sponsors are Labor's International Union of North America, which is uh, LIUNA, will be uh, the primary sponsor for 21 events there. So that, that's kind of, he was he was with the 2016 last year and was locked in there. So something new there. So, yep, that's a new one, buddy. I didn't catch that one. So good call. Yeah, yeah, actually uh, 16 uh, there with uh, Hattori Racing, but moved over to the 18. I'll tell you what, that seeing the 18 not in a Toyota and not having KBM in the series is going to throw me off. When they said he was in the 18, I was I had to think about that for a second. Well, then change the fonts on it too so it doesn't get us more screwed up. <laughs> no kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, spotted during the IMSA test and confirmed by the Speedway, Daytona has paved over a grass area on the backstretch where Cup Series driver Ryan Priest violently flipped last August. So they kind of helped take care of that issue. Well, you know, they did that at Talladega and blacktopped a whole bunch. Of, it was kind of strange there. It'll be interesting where the chicane is there on the backstretch for the sports cars. Um, we'll see how that works. If they're paved all the way through there, we might have some turtles, turtles in the bus stop on the back stretch for the 24 hour. We'll see how far they went. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Cause if they pave that whole thing, then you got to think of a car spins that way. And there's turtles over there. That's gonna, that's gonna hurt and potentially could flip the car. So we'll, we'll see That's uh, that's an interesting design they got there. We'll find out how far down the, with the grass, but yeah, I think everybody realized that once when Priest hit that grass, and uh, that still was the most spectacular wreck, dude. I've never seen a car go. <laughs> we haven't seen cars fly through the air like that for many, many years, and um, so yeah, they're going to take the grass out of the factory, and I think that's a good call. And, and even we were just talking to the Snowball Derby with Ty Majeski, still at the Snowball, you could see the effects of that crash still on Priest's face. Yeah. You, could you imagine? <laughs> you you squint your eyes so close, so tight that you end up giving yourself black eyes, <laughs> and I to do. walk away and to walk away from that, just amazing, just totally yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, Timmy Hill is going to run full time in 2024 for Hill Motorsports with strong support from partners Unit Storage and Cobalt Enterprises. He keeps plugging away here and there, so yep, he's always trying to trying to improve him. So he's a yeah. good eye racer, though. He's a very good eye racer. And him and his brother Tyler were kind of splitting that ride, uh, so Timmy's going to do the full season there. Yep. So we'll see how that goes. More seat time for him. Yep. Thad Moffitt, who is the grandson of Richard Petty, will run a full truck season for a new team entering the series, Faction Forty Six. Uh, team is owned by Venture Food Stores owner Lane Moore. They will have alliance with Nice Motorsports. Doug George will be the crew chief, and it'll be the number 46 Chevrolet truck. Wow. So they throw a little bit of this and that and everything with, with Petty behind it. So, yep, good deal there. So the number 46, that uh, that's familiar when he ran the Arca series. Mm -hmm. That when Petty was in there, they always ran a 46 car. Yeah. Uh, Grant Enfinger, we, we you mentioned this earlier. Grant Enfinger is going to drive the CR7 Motorsports number nine truck for Cody Rohrbaugh for a full truck season in 2024. Jeff Stankiewicz will be the crew chief, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe Stankiewicz and um, Enfinger have some experience together and maybe won an ARCA championship together. So there's there's a combination there. We'll see how that works out. Um, yeah, there could be some growing pains there, but hey, you just never know, man. He's got the end finger. We've seen his talent flow. I want I want to have him back on because remember back at the Milwaukee Mile, he ran Cody Rohrbaugh's ARCA 97 car, and maybe did that have something to turn into this truck ride? So I want to have him back on at some point. Good memory there, Lauren Leach. Yep, you're on top of that. That's which, what direction was that Milwaukee back then. Mm -hmm. uh, Cody Ware was reinstated. Remember, he had charges, charges against him for 
uh, domestic abuse. Uh, there was actually charges against both him and his ex-girlfriend, and they were both dropped by the prosecutor after both Ware and his former girlfriend expressed they were unwilling to testify against each other with the understanding that civil lawsuits being the Ware family and her also would be dismissed. Cody Ware released the following statement. I've maintained my innocence from the very beginning, even as there was a rush to judgment by others. I'm glad this entire matter is behind me because it's been an incredibly difficult eight months. With all of the allegations being dismissed, I'm thankful to have my life back. You know, that's, yeah, that sounds really good, but I think that really got deep into the family. Um, <laughs> I think there was some bur bridges burned through some of the connections through that whole thing. It'll be interesting if he comes back. Let's see if he does come back with uh, Rick Ware Racing, but I think Rick and him had a fallout, and we're, we'll have to sit back and see if they can mend fences. Yeah, I haven't heard any of that, honestly. Um, the allegations were very bad, um, uh, and they've been dismissed. And uh, I don't really want to dive further into it, but if if you, what you're saying is correct, uh, that certainly will be interesting to see what his future holds in racing. Yep, so we'll see if he can come back to where he came from and be a part of the team, or or if all the bridges have been burned and he's going to have to move on. So but, uh, we'll see where that goes as as the world turns there. Mm -hmm. Jason Burdett, who has decades of experience working at Hendrick Motorsports and as a crew chief at Junior Motorsports, will crew chief Jimmy Johnson for his cup races at Legacy Motor Club in 2024. He will be full-time with Legacy Motorsports. Johnson's full schedule is still to be announced. He got the three races that he's going to race at, but I think there's going to be a few more that will be there. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't go for the Daytona 500. Just, you know, I mean, if you can win that race or do really well, man, that's, that can set you up for a whole f f first part of the season. So uh, don't be surprised by that. But I, at least I know there's three races that they're running at. There's been a lot of rumors that Daytona 500 is going to be announced here in the near future. You know, you might as well. That's that's the, the, the big one there. So, you you uh, man, you pull that off, man. <laughs> That'll set you up for, for a lifetime for sure. Absolutely. Uh, JGR, Joe Gibbs Racing, has announced their Xfinity lineup. Uh, the 18 will be Sheldon Creed, and he'll have crew chief San McCauley. Uh, the 19 will be a mixture of Ryan Truex, Sawalich, Graf, Taylor Gray with crew chief Seth Chavka. The 20 Xfinity team will be a combination of Eric Elmerola and John Hunter Nemechek with Tyler Allen as the crew chief. And then the 81 will be Chandler Smith with Jeff Mendering as the crew chief. So JGR is adding three first-time crew chiefs to work with Jen Mendering, who returns for a sixth season, season atop the pit box. Um, Tyler Allen, Seth Chavka and Seth McCauley are the new ones. All joined the Xfinity Series programs after previously serving in engineering roles with Joe Gibb Racing's Cup Series program. So uh, they have some experience for sure, but three new crew chiefs there. You know, also I saw Chandler in the 81, like, huh, okay. You know, and Creed with that 18, we know how good that, that vehicle is. Um yeah, that Nemechek, Elmarola, you know, he was, Elmarola was going to retire. And, well, now all of a sudden he's kind of dabbling around back in the Xfinity series. Lesser of a schedule. Hopefully he keeps his uh, super late going, getting back up here for the 250. So <laughs> just, you know, but hey, that 19 car, we were trying to figure out who was going to land in that car. And, man, they got all kinds of people going to hold a wheel for that car. So, but that, that, that is a stout car. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I think Gibbs has got himself all set there. Another driver that we've talked to in the past that I want to have on, William Sawalich. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do in the 19 Xfinity team there for Joe Gibbs Racing. In addition, it was just announced today that he'll be coming back part-time with Tricon Garage in that truck series. So he's going to do a little bit of ARCA, a little bit of truck, and Xfinity. So he's going to be racing a whole bunch. And he'll be back up this way, too, and everything. So, you know, he's still got a super late and watched him win the Nashville, you know, 400 down there. So... Man, we've seen the talent from him when the first time we seen him, and he only needed one more lap to beat Casey Johnson down in Milwaukee. And we saw right there and there that that kid's got some uh, good talent there. 
Yep. Uh, Trackhouse driver Shane Van Gisbergen, or SVG, uh, will drive a full Xfinity Series for Colleague Racing in the number 97. He's also going to do cup races for Colleague and Trackhouse at Coda, both Talladegas, the Coca-Cola 600, Chicago Street Race, where he's defending race winner, Watkins Glen, and the October Vegas Race. Yeah, but he's got to run the ARCA race, right? He's got to run the ARCA race to get qualified so he can run the Xfinity race later later in the weekend. So, yeah, um, yeah, we talked about that with Luke Fenhouse, and he doesn't have that option because of the way the schedule is down there. Because the ARCA race is Saturday and the truck race is Friday, so he can't get approved for the truck with the ARCA series race being after, which I think me they may want to look at that. So that was interesting how he kind of dug that up talking to Luke about that, but that's the way it goes, the way the schedule is. So, yeah, so SVG, he's got to run an ARCA race and then a 97 car. There's a strange number, too. So, but, uh, you know, he wants to get the seat time and everything. We, we definitely know he can run a road course, but he's going to get his feet wet with all kinds of racing this year for him. Yep. And uh, just a reminder that drivers will be allowed to do both Cup and Xfinity Series races at Chicago Road Course now that both series have had experience on the track. So last year, you couldn't go down in the series. Now you can. No, good deal. So, yeah, with Chicago, they, they shortened up so much of their, their laps down there, and it's starting later in the, in the day. Um, boy, if there's weather, there's no way they're going to get by with that, so. But that's Chicago, that's July, and we can talk about it down the, down the line. Nope. Uh, NASCAR's worst-kept secret, Noah Gregson, was confirmed to the number 10 car for Stuart Haas Racing. Yeah, Smithfield ain't coming back with that team. But, uh, yeah, it's a multi-deal. Um, we know he's got the talent, you know, so. And uh, the 10 car, I don't know. Stuart Haas is needs to uh, button things up and everything. They were kind of lackluster this year. The only one was really Harvick, and he really didn't show his true colors with that. So that team has uh, all the way around with them four cars needs to improve. Yeah, and now you talk about the experience. You got he's not a rookie, but limited experience with Gregson. Josh Berry is going to be a rookie there. So, uh, you know, Priest is fairly new in the in the Cup Series with uh, – a team of that stature. So, um, in Chase Briscoe, I mean, he's got talent, he's got experience, but again, not, uh, you know, over five years. So they are a young team. So how, who's going to help them take that next step there? Yeah, that's for sure. They're all in the same boat, you know, and they're all there and we'll see where, where that goes. That's going to be interesting for that team, but they under that whole works. I would rather say pretty much underperformed last year. I would agree. Uh, Lane Riggs uh, is going to drive the front row motorsports number 38 truck that Zane Smith drove last couple years in 2024. It's a multi-year deal with front row motorsports. Dylan Capello will move from lead engineer to crew chief. Chris Lawson goes from crew chief to consultant role. So yeah, Lane Riggs lands into a super ride there, man. And we've seen him run the, what was it? The seven. He was in the seven truck temporarily kind of back and forth with uh, Derek Krause. So he gets a full-time ride. So let's see what's going to happen there. Probably could be uh, could be a factor in this uh, this run this next year. Yeah, uh, Lane and Derek were in the Colleague uh, 10 and 11 car to, together. Um, so that's where they were getting the experience. That's where that was, yep. So Junior Motorsports crew chiefs for 2024 were also announced. Sam Mayer will have Marty Lindley atop the box again, so that stays the same. So does Justin Elgar. He keeps Jim Pullman. Here's where the changes start happening. Sammy Smith moves over in the number eight car. Adam Wall, who was Larson's Cup lead engineer, will be atop the box for him. Brandon Jones will have Philip Bell atop the box. He was Gregson's lead engineer at JRM and Legacy Motor Club, so a few shifts there for JRM. Yep, just a little bit jiggling around, but still pretty much the same nucleus of the same same thing that's going on there. Hey, Sammy Smith, what a pickup for that eight car, man. We'll see how that that how that's going to work out. Yes, sir. 
We just talked about him, but Gio Ruggiero is going to join Venturi Motorsports in 2024 for a 16 race ARCA platform schedule, including the entire ARCA Menards Series E schedule. So <laughs> good for him, man. We sure definitely can see him getting around on a super late, you know. So see how the talent goes once we get up in these high speed racetracks. Blaine Parkins will run a full schedule with RSS Racing in 2024. So Blaine was with our motorsports last year. Uh, he moves over to RSS Racing in 2024. Okay, that's a Ford, ain't it? That is a Ford, yep, Ryan Sieg. So. Right Ryan Sieg, yep, with that team, yep. Anthony Alfredo will drive the Beard Motorsports number 62 Cup car, which we just talked about earlier. Uh, you said the Daytona 500 in the first Talladega race, so that uh, that's on my list there. And then uh, we'll get into the ASA Stars National Schedule, which was released here. Uh, so February 13th, they're going to be at New Smyrna. March 24th, Five Flags. May 23rd, Hickory. June 14th, Madison up here. Then they come back to Wisconsin on June 16th for the Milwaukee Mile Race. July 20th, they'll be at Anderson. August 17th, they'll be at Owasso Speedway. September 14th, Toledo. October 13th, Winchester. And end at in Nashville on November 3rd. I saw that Owasso, right? And I said, where the heck is that place? So I had a Google map that, and it's over on the eastern, east-central part of uh, lower Michigan over towards Saginaw, Bay City, over that way. So that's kind of uh, even further than going to uh, Berlin or even uh, Anderson. So that's kind of like a little bit out of bounds. I don't know if I'm going to head over there next year. So uh, pretty much a basic schedule, man. And, uh, they're just taking one weekend swing through Wisconsin to do a Friday um, a Friday night over there at Madison, and then Sunday they're going to run um, at Milwaukee. And what's unfortunate about that is they're banging heads with the NASCAR series at Iowa. And so – it's unfortunate where a lot of people want to go to the Iowa race and hear this local stuff is going on here in Wisconsin. So it's kind of unfortunate that they bumped heads on that one. That will be interesting. Yeah. With uh, Iowa going on, uh, they're sold out. So I don't know how many people got tickets already for Iowa, but uh, if you didn't make sure you hang around here and go support Madison in, in the Milwaukee mile. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, with the Father's Day and everything, like how that uh, Road America also thought they were going to bump heads with them, but at least they moved their schedule just a little bit so they're not banging heads there. Yeah, that Owasso uh, Speedway, I've heard about it a bunch. They have some good racing there, but um, forgot where it was, so that's good information from you. Yeah, I had to look it up. I, I've already seen it on the schedule. I've seen it, heard about it, and we're like, where is this place, you know, and, yeah, it's way over on the east side of Lower Michigan. And the last thing I have here is the ASA Midwest Tour uh, schedule. So they'll begin their season again at Slinger on April 21st. Then they go to the Joshier Classic at Madison on May 5th. They go to Jefferson for the Salute to Troops 100 on May 25th. Then they take a little while off. They're not back in action until July 13th at Grundy for the Wayne Carter Classic. Uh, then State Park Speedway in Wausau on July 27th for the Larry Deachins Memorial. Then they come up by us for the uh, Gandrude Auto Group 250 on Tuesday, August 6th. Hawkeye Downs, which is high on our list over in Cedar Rapids, August 17th. They come back for the Howie Leto Classic in Madison on August 23rd. The 31st of August is Dells Raceway Park for the Jim Sauter Classic 200. They go to Elko for the Thunderstruck 93 on September 21st and then end at Oktoberfest on October 6th. So quite the schedule there for the Midwest Tour. Not too many surprises there. You know, just pretty much uh, pretty pretty close to where, where we were at. So, But, uh, yeah, we're just going to rebuild and, uh, you know, we're going to run two barrels with that series, you know, and get, get the locals back in this whole deal and carry on. So understand Greg McCarns is going to, you know, be more, uh, more involved with it again to, to promote it. So, and he's a good man. We don't see that unnoticed with that dude and that family, how they, uh, how they make uh, an event work, you know, so hats off to the McCarns for that. So, yep, that's our schedule for the, for the Midwest tour. I can see myself being like at about nine or 10 of those. Absolutely. Yep.
Uh, so that's all I got, buddy, for news. Uh, do you got anything else you want to talk about? Hey, did you see the uh, North Wilkesboro? They did a repave on that track. Did you yeah. see that thing? Does I that sent that to yeah. It looks like a brand spanking new penny sitting there, man. <laughs> it looks and I'll tell you what, I think that's going to be wicked fast now, man. Looks really impressive what they did down there. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be quite the track there. Well, I hope it's multiple lanes of racing still, but when I saw that, you were the first person I sent it to. I said, you have to look at this, man. And they had, they had it under the lights, too, you know, just to make sure that it really looked good, you know. Instead of being a daytime picture, they waited till the lights was on and then shined the lights down on that brand-new pavement. And looks awesome. So something to look forward to there. No, um, no. Hey, man, did you check out that? I, I told you the other day to check out that uh, Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. with uh, Denny Hamlin and talking about tire test and trying to stop shifting at Martinsville and Arrow and all this stuff. Did you ever get a chance to check that video out? I, I didn't, but I know uh, that they were talking and that Denny Hamlin had a lot of opinions on it, and I heard a little bit of rumbling from you and from social media, so, so fire away. You know, so Denny Hamlin, there was a few, uh, you know, vulgar language that was on there, you know, but uh, Denny was really open and he just like, you know, he says he's got more fans and his uh, sponsorship is, you know, just the best it's ever been. Uh, the fans that don't like him are even louder these days, he says for sure. But uh, yeah, they're talking about trying to stop this shifting and they were going to do a test, and also NASCAR came up and they scratched this and they scratched that. Like, how are we going to try to stop uh, shifting these cars going on a quarter? You know, and he says we're just going freaking sixty-five miles an hour, and then they do a tire test there, and there's only like six cars there, so they can't rubber the track up, and so you can't get a true tire test. And um, you know, they don't they don't want to give these guys horsepower back, so. You know, without the horsepower and not shifting, the car is going to bog down. And um, they got all, you know, he was an he's an owner. And Junior asked him, like, what did you hear? And he goes, as an owner, I really didn't get the information. Um, saying that, you know, Denny uh, is probably the most approachable person there. And, and his sponsorship, you know, can get anything that they want off of him, you know, and it, Anything's kind of off off limits. He said the only place that they don't follow me is into the bathroom. <laughs> Otherwise, everything else is pretty much legit. So it was, you know, it's it's out there on YouTube. So your fans go check that out. A um, lot of good information about what's talking about trying to make this um, um, short track racing better. He goes, it's really stupid how we're you know running on a little track and all they're worried about is arrow and they're not talking about shifting and. Uh, with this new car, so um, interesting stuff on the off season that uh, probably uh, um, that a fan could actually get into and understand what uh, what that's all about. So some off season stuff to kind of check out. Yeah, and I know uh, we talked about it on here that test where they scrapped testing the transaxles and some other things to prevent shifting there. But uh, after talking to the drivers, they said whatever they're gonna do is not gonna make that big of a distance or difference, excuse me. So they they scrapped it. So um, I, as a fan, do not want to see shifting at Martinsville. That seems very odd to me. Um, so I wish they would work on that a little bit, and and maybe they will in the future. But interest interesting thoughts from Denny and Dale there. You just don't want to shift on I racing when you're running the Cup car at Martinsville, ain't it, huh? No, I, I can handle it. I just, it's weird to see that uh, and hear that at the. And how much they're working extra to do that. Yeah. Upshift, yeah, downshift, upshift, downshift. Oh, jeez. I, I just doing? think it doesn't make the greatest racing because I think you can figure out your shifts where you can get uh, a bigger run than you, than you normally would and you can fend off the other drivers. Now, I'm not the smartest one in here so someone can probably still say that it doesn't factor in as much as i'm thinking but there's obviously enough talk about it in the industry where they won't don't want to do it either so there's something and they, and they were talking with the tires and he goes he said when we had those um rain tires on he said they were like marshmallows and he goes man he goes that was so awesome he goes and then after 25 laps he said then then, then there was fall off 
And he goes, you've got to have a tire that's going to fall off that puts it back into the driver's hands. You know, so there, there was a, he was really happy about the, <laughs> these marshmallow tires as the rain tires when they ran last time. He wished that the tires were more spongy and like that and fall off. So it puts it back in the driver's hands. So that, that was all part of that whole conversation. So that's on dirty mode uh, with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, I'm going to try to catch up a, a little bit on his stuff. Uh, it's been <laughs> it's been busy. You know, but, uh, today Jeff Gordon came out something, and I didn't get a catch to glance. I just glanced at it, talking about how Chase Elliott and uh, Alex Bowman both fell, you know, so far off. You know, they were both injured last year, but there, there's more there. And he said that was just completely disappointing between the nine and the 48 both falling off, especially how good the 24 and the five were running. So it's really amazing how two were running good and two weren't. So Jeff Gordon had a big comment that was out there and uh, probably uh, picked that up here in the next day and see what he had to say about that situation. Yeah. He said it was uh, a bit uh, disappointing, had mixed feelings about the 2023 season. Uh, Obviously, you know, William Byron had a breakout season. Hopefully he can uh, do that more next year. Kyle Larson also in the final four with William Byron had a, had a dis- decent year, but after they got hurt, him and uh, Elliot and Bowman, uh, they kind of fell off there. So um, he said they, they came up short, uh, disappointing. Feels like uh, Hendrick Motorsport thrives in these opportunities he feels like they executed fallacy in that Phoenix race, but just didn't have the speed. They got beat quite simply. They'll uh, be highly motivated for uh, that experience coming up in 2024. So, yeah. So they're all getting their stuff all together here and trying to figure it out on the offseason. So, yeah, it's really amazing how two are doing so well and the other two. And a lot of people point and say, well, they were injured and they were out of the car and that kind of hurts the formula or whatever. Maybe, maybe a little, but – that's that's the worst we've seen Chase Elliott run, you know, <laughs> that we've ever seen. He's always a factor. And this year he was just kind of like just just wasn't there, just didn't have it. So, yeah, you'll have years like that, man. Every race, every race uh, series, wherever you go, all of a sudden you can have one guy that does really well, and then one year they just get a car or get something set up that just just doesn't click, and um, and they struggle with it for <laughs> quite some time. Well, and, you know, Chase Elliott had surgery on his shoulder in the offseason, so not only did he break his leg, have to have surgery for that, he also had something else he was dealing with. So you never know what's what's going on and what they're experiencing, so that's, I'm sure, part of it as well. And I, I understand Denny Hamlin's shoulder was more complex than what it really was too, and, um, yes. you know, he, he might be missing the, uh, um, the Coliseum race, you know, so – um, just to get him back up and going. So I guess, yeah, the shoulder issue is still uh, still going on with him. Yeah, the, the shoulder was worse than they thought. So when they went in for surgery, it was a more complex issue than they thought. So the clash is up in the air for him. Yeah, so <laughs> the little, little clash that can, you know, and uh, boy, I tell you what, if you got a bad shoulder, you ain't going to want to rock a wall there either, so. Well, think about so, how they're wheeling these cars, and that's so much on your shoulder. Oh, um, God. That, mm-hmm. I mean, that has got to be hard to fight through. You know, yeah, you're working in there, man, and I bet you you're shifting on that little racetrack, too. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, and then you throw shifting in it, too, so you're working the shoulder there. Yeah, it's <laughs> – yeah, so, I mean, going back even to the Jeff Gordon comments, there was something else there for Chase. I don't know about Alex, but um, – yeah, it's <laughs> you're working it. That that type of injury would be tough to fight through. You know, and they're getting older, so they don't heal up real fast either. You know, and so yeah, it makes you wonder all of a sudden if they crack a wall really good, just like oh boy, hope hope you're okay. You know, you can end up causing more problems down the line. You know, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, any other news items you got, buddy? Hey, man, that's just about it, man. We're getting to the holidays, and I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas out there and get have a safe and happy holiday with family and friends, man. Great time of year, ain't it, buddy? Uh, you know, you got kids, little kids, man. That's really exciting, you know, and 
Santa's coming and all that stuff. So, yeah, so here we are for the holidays, man. Let's get through here and get through over the new year, over the hump, and then we can uh, kind of start getting a look at the uh, at the 24 season. Absolutely. I echo those sentiments. Hope everyone has a, a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, safe holidays, enjoys it to the fullest. Uh, Mark, to you and, and your family, Merry Christmas. Thanks uh, for your friendship, everything you do. Uh, also, I want to say congratulations to you being recognized by the Fox River Racing Club as an outstanding fan and, and all that. Uh, Well-deserved, so congratulations on that honor, um, too. So, um, yeah, man, congrats. Yeah, I <laughs> well, I tell you what, my phone's been kind of giving her to today, you know, and I messaged lots of messages back and forth. So many friendly, warm people that are so true and honest and I just, uh, just awesome. And you know what? I only do it for the fans, man. You know, I don't do it for myself. And I, don't, I a lot of times I don't like to toot my own horn, <laughs> maybe behind the scenes with you. But, uh, but uh, you know, yeah, I, I appreciate it all. And, hey, that's why I do it, man. I do it for the fans and the sport I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and same that you and I share that. That's why we do this too. Um, so in addition to your videos and everything else, that's why we do this as well. So um appreciate uh appreciate you congratulations on that honor well deserved uh have a merry christmas happy new year uh thank you to tim for the corp racing for everything that you do for our podcast too looking forward to uh 2024 with you having you on board hopefully a, a few others as well uh i just want to mention too we're gonna take next week off for sure um May come back on what is that the sixth, the third, otherwise the tenth of January. So we'll hey, keep someone, Yeah, so hopefully some local guys or whatever. Hey, you want to get on? You want to make an announcement? Come on, let's talk racing. So uh, hey, ring our bell and let's see what we can do. We can get you on here and and we, and we can talk racing after the holidays. So yep, we have a, a few lined up. I don't want to get on here, so we'll try to get everyone on um so uh you know, how much I, you know how much i like the hotline there buddy <laughs> I, I love the hotline that's that's a highlight right there for me yes sir uh likewise um so yeah if you want to come on reach out we'll try to schedule on here we got a few lined up so i uh, hope everyone has a, re- a great holiday season mark thanks to you for everything and uh hey we'll talk to you soon merry christmas Merry Christmas, everyone. See you out there. See ya. This has been a production of Lore Sports. Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.